All right, welcome, People's Pitch Podcast listeners. My name is John, and welcome to the seventh episode of the People's Pitch. As always, Summit is the official craft beer sponsor of the People's Pitch. They are celebrating three decades of brewing with a unique 30th anniversary double IPA that is absolutely delicious. For more information on that and other Summit-related things, please visit summitbrewing.com. And as always, I'm joined by my trusty co-host, Mr. Nathan Morales. What's up, Nate? Hey. Hey, Nate. What rhymes with Snoop? Loop. Scoop. Goof Troop. Dr. Dre. Ah. Anyways, uh, coming up uh, on today's podcast, after that dynamite joke most of you are probably not laughing at, (laughs) I liked it. Fifth grade me liked it. Um, We have a lot of treats today. We're not talking about leftover stale Easter candy, Nate. Uh, we peeps. had yeah, we <laughs> leftover peeps. We got some old peeps. Just crack a window if you threw it at it. <laughs> um, we have David Baker in studio today. He is um, the founder of the official supporters group called the Citizens. Um, and it wouldn't be a podcast. We didn't keep the player mojo going. We have future Los Angelino goalkeeper Duncan Weirling in today as well. But first, we have a few housekeeping keeping items. Uh, last time we spoke about the kit reveal. Uh, that will actually be on April 14th, which is a Thursday at uh, Kieran's downtown. We'll have more information on that soon, but it's uh, definitely a don't miss. Um, yeah, usually we have it at the local, but Kieran's, uh, Kieran's is going to be, be hosting it this time. They, we were, they're a little double booked. That's perfect. I work right across the street, so I'll just uh, walk on over after work. As opposed to driving over and wasting precious fossil fuels, John. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe I was gonna say more like a saunter, not no. just a general walk. I'll st- I'll strut. I always strut. <laughs> <laughs> just get your vibe out there as you cross the street. Um, but we'll have more information on that. But it's definitely a don't miss. There will be a raffle for uh, a big prize. I can't release what that prize is yet, but we've been told you can't have on-site gambling. Apparently, that's what a raffle is. Mm. So uh, raffle so, might not be host- hosted there, but we'll take your information. So definitely make sure you're there for that. In the alley out back. Right. We're also considering potentially making it a live podcast that day. Versus, On Thursday? Yeah, instead of, uh, I could record instead of having Wednesday, but recording the event. But that's stuff that we're going to talk about. But once again, it is Thursday, April 14th at 6 p.m. at Kieran's Downtown. Also, this past Friday, we went to the uh, Crooked Point for the World Cup qualifier with the uh, MSP American Outlaw chapter, and it was not a very good uh, outcome for the U.S. They lost. Yeah, quite possibly the most terrible soccer I've seen them play in a long time. Yep. And not just defensively, as per usual lately, with having not the same defensive back four playing together for more than one game for like the last 11 games. But I think it was more so that, like, top to bottom, everyone played bad. So, yes. How do you let, like, a goal kick through your back line? Well, I mean, it didn't even bounce. It, like, like skimmed disgusting. off of the wet, shiny, bald head of Michael Bradley and just <laughs> gained momentum and shot right through uh, the defense. And then they let Ruiz, who's, like, 78 years old, score, score a goal. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just embarrassing. It's a tough place to play in, that, in, in the Guatemala, but... You know, I think we, it's a jungle. You know, ESPN said it best in their article today. Klinsman thinks <laughs> Tuesday's game is a must-win. Oh no, yeah, shit, no Sherlock! Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, good, uh, good work on that one, ESPN. Uh, but anyways, we um, we were we were there. We brought some squad members out. We had Aaron Olson and Brian Chapman that were out. Uh, myself, uh, Chairman Hudeman was there. David, who we'll speak to in a little bit from the supporters group, was there. Leslie, our operations uh, new addition, who we hope to have on one of these days, was there. And S- associate head coach, Mr. Jeremy Ivaskovich, and his brother, I believe it was Ryan. We'll just call him the other Ivaskovich. Uh, as well as uh, some other some other fans that we had there. Uh, oh yeah, we had uh, our third our third founder, Nick Sint, and uh, his wife were there. My wife was there. We had we had a good group. We met a lot of people. We the, the scarves were in, so we were definitely rocking some good neckwear. Hey, yeah. <laughs> what can I do for you? Speaking of those scarves. Yes, I have yours downstairs. Yes, that yeah. was my question. I mean, where are the where are the scarves? You can you can members? leave headquarters with with the scarf. Today. Me and the lady. Yeah. We need our scarves. <laughs> we've got some. Don't worry about it. We've got some city cosplay tonight. To take care of. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, that's creepy. Uh, we we were able to sign some people up for some season tickets. Membership is very important for the club. So it, it was a good it was a good all round day, except for the fact that outside of um, 
the fancy scarves, there wasn't really much to uh, to report on for the game. So uh, we'll be back there again on Tuesday, as well as a couple other places, which we'll talk about uh, towards the end of today's show. Um, but definitely trying to make it out. It's cool to come out and talk to the people who are who are starting this this whole thing, who are supporting it, and uh, you know, see the swag and get a chance to buy the scarves and whatnot. So, um, so that was it. That was it. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. We got stuff to do. We got stuff to do. Today we're going to bring in Mr. David Baker, the founder of The Citizens, Minneapolis City's official supporter section. David, welcome to the studio. How you doing, boys? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're doing good. Welcome. Uh, Just a quick note, um, David was able to follow the map that I gave him, so the players that couldn't find the place, he found it. It's not that hard, guys. Two (laughs) two streets right off of Washington. Yep, two streets. There was a map. There was. Yeah, yeah. It's well, an it's enter hand. here, park here, walk here, ring the doorbell. Mm-hmm. Hand drawn. <laughs> yeah, hand drawn. I drew it myself, and I, I come here every day, so Good. I know it. it. Works for pirates. Um. Anyways, but back to back to things. So, so David, tell us a little bit about your soccer biography. Have you you know have you ever played? How long have you been a fan? What teams you cheer for locally, internationally? Just give us the the cliff's notes on, or the encyclopedia version uh, oh, of who you are. <laughs> um. I am god awful at soccer. I. <laughs> I played before, but I've never not at a competitive level. Uh, that's cool. That's just like me. Yeah, exactly. I'm not fit enough. I played in first grade. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I just play kick or uh, pick up with my friends. Um, as long as you enjoy playing, doesn't matter what level you're at. It's right? true, but I'm I'm just terrible. Uh, I I'm way better at watching it and drinking beer, so I stick to that. Uh, <laughs> I started watching in 2006 at the World Cup. Okay. Um, and what, what kind of piqued your interest in 06 that really got you into it? Uh, I woke up one morning and soccer was on TV. <laughs> 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 and I was like, hmm. All right. I was sleeping over at a friend's house and he played soccer. So we decided to watch it. It was Germany and Costa Rica, I think. So I've been following Germany ever since and uh, just gaining more teams as I go along, you know, as Americans tend to do. You just pick a team and stick with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you get, once you watch some Germany soccer, then you go, oh, yeah, Ozan's right. pretty good. I can <laughs> yeah. maybe check out a couple games. Right. Or, yeah. Oh, he right. plays for Arsenal. Yeah. I'm going to go check out that. Yeah. Goatsy looks great on a boat. I should check out some oh. of his games. No, that's exactly, that's exactly kind of how it goes. It's like the yeah. World Cup, and John said it last week, like the World Cup is really what, what grabs you. Right. Like you watch the pageantry. I think I said the first soccer match I really watched actually was probably the World Cup in 2010. Okay. Right. It might have been like, what, ne- Netherlands-Ghana? Could have been. Right? Yeah. At, at oh, the, yeah. At the, the Nomad. Game. It was a great game, and it was at the Nomad, and the crowd was going crazy, and I mean, yeah. it's the perfect neighborhood for a Ghana game, right? Well, right, and we talked about, like you said, on one of the last podcasts, where it was like, you know, we talked about the, the old NASL, where Alan Merrick, our technical director, started. Like, soccer was as big as it was... Uh, at any given point in the in the 70s and, and 80s in in the United States, and then losing the bid to Mexico for the 86 World Cup mm-hmm. just killed domestic domestic soccer in the U.S. Yep. Like the World Cup, it, that fever carried in, and then it dipped, and then we didn't we didn't really make a return back again until we hosted in '94, which was a you know the then piggybacked off of getting MLS. So, I mean, it, you're right. It does you gain a lot of fandom around those World Cup times. Right. Exactly. David, what's the difference between a supporter mm-hmm. and a fan? Uh, is it hype? I guess. It's just, I think it's the level of drunkenness, honestly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's how early you start drinking before the game. Uh, regular fans, I think, um, they you know tend to stay seated and don't maybe participate in all the songs or cheers, all that kind of stuff. Um, but if you're standing in the supporter group area, that you, you know, that we're trying to create here, or if you go to a United game and you stand with the dark clouds, you know, you're up and you're jumping around singing songs and hollering the whole time. Whereas you can maybe save your throat if you're just a general fan sitting on the other side, yeah. or if you're with your family or right. whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to necessarily throw kids in a supporter section. Um, some no, some it, people might, but uh, is there a family-friendly section of the supporters section? In ours, probably not going to be. A fan. Well, if you have anything to say about it, then uh, we'll, we'll follow your lead. Yeah. Um, if if there's a if there's a want for that, we can definitely do that. But <clears throat> I figure right off the bat, it probably won't be a whole lot of kids or you know soccer moms or anything like that. 
probably a bunch of guys like me. I feel guys, like guys and girls like me. I feel like Minneapolis City is going to have a strong soccer mom contingent. Maybe. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Duncan about that later. Mm. Um, but <laughs> his, his mom can only yeah. help. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, how long have you been involved in supporters groups locally, whether it be like United or the North, uh, the North True North Elite? True, True North Elite. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, let's say. Two years back, I started going to United Games and standing with the Dark Clouds. And then once True North Elite popped up last year, I started going over to that side a little bit more. What? fit my kind of... I think we're, we're going to talk about True North Elite in a little bit. Okay. But that's... Right? We might as well now, I guess. Like, well, yeah, might as well now. Yeah, I remember, I remember at when we were at member, the members meeting, Yeah. you kind of brought that... You kind of shared that story about is they're the spin-off group, right? That they were a little more, a little, a little more metal than, <laughs> yeah. than the dark clouds, right? The beards are a little bit longer, and uh, yeah, the tattoos were a little more visible. <laughs> yeah, is this like a natural <laughs> progression of how supporters groups work in other in other at other teams? Um, you know, where factions kind of rise and then they break off when they get too big, and there's two you know different philosophies and things like that. Certainly seems that way. Is that, um, uh, and then they, they, I don't know if that's typical or not. And then it's kind of like, well, now you've got, now the True North Elite are going to bring in like-minded fans, grow right. the fan base in their own way. Right. They We're, started with single digit guys and it's grown up a little bit and they got a lot of internet hate on Reddit and stuff like that. Dang. Um, how would you, how would you describe that kind of like that attitude compared to the Dark Clouds? It's, well, for me, it's a little more fun because I like to get a little more Rowdy, rowdy, and intense about. So we like in a yeah. head of a supporters <laughs> exactly. group for our, our team. Uh, I lo- I seem like a really nice guy, but you know, also once I get into the stadium, I turn kind of mean, which people, <laughs> <laughs> people aren't always a fan of. Uh, and I almost got kicked out of the dark cloud section one game, so I figured it was just time for me to migrate over to somewhere where some of that stuff was a little more accepted. I like everything I'm hearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you? It sounds like you're pretty involved in in Minnesota United supporters group, mm-hmm. one way or the other. How did you end up uh, founding the supporters group of Minneapolis City? Um, it was mostly an idea based on how City's supporter owned and they're getting everything going on social media and trying to get some sort of like like counterculture kind of thing, but kind of punk football. Yeah, punk football. That hashtag oh, I like that. Another thing that got a lot of internet hate, mm-hmm. uh, the Detroit City guys didn't know what that meant, I think, so they were kind of hating on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I figured I would, you know, it, it seems like a cool group of, you know, people and a cool idea for a team and everything like that, so I kind of wanted to get out in front of it, and I figured a lot of people would be supporting the team as a whole, so um, getting... Getting a supporter group going ahead of time and getting some songs to be able to sing. You know, you don't want to sit in the stadium for the first half of the season and have it be silent and, right. you know, have things, you know, kind of pop up organically. I mean, it's not inorganic what we're doing, but um, I would say that... Better to kind of have it lined up ahead of time right. than to you know, from, take a couple know, games to figure it out and seem kind of meek. Exactly. I want people to not want to play us. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. This is our home turf. Yeah. It's gonna be rough when you get here. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of have a question off script to kinda of go off of something you said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, typically the supporters group for a team is it's allowed access to the uh, you know, to the to the organization mm-hmm. at, at some level. Yeah. How have you kind of felt as far as the access you've been given with working with um, the folks at Minneapolis City? I've been given as much access as I could possibly have hoped for, honestly. Um very accessible group of people. Um, it, very helpful. Dan, you guys have been, you know, super. You talk. We communicate a lot, whether it's on Twitter or through email, stuff like that, mm-hmm. or at the bar. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a member, so I go to the member meetings, and now I'm on the member board. Right. So right. Um, it's just it's it's a really cool way to get involved and. The running of a team, I suppose. Right, and that's kind of one thing. And the reason why I asked the question was it's kind of one th- reason why we want to start the team is to get accessibility mm-hmm. for people who mm-hmm. want. You know, we don't we don't shy away from supporting Minnesota United, except for I'll say it again: the reserve team can shove it twice <laughs> here, uh, and I'll continue to say that. But we don't we don't not support them, and, right. but we feel like we're a little more accessible to the person who wants something that they can call their own and right and mm-hmm. i think they used to be that way right a little bit more but you know right they paid the mls price and you know, that's 
It comes that's with, part of it. Yeah, you know, it comes with the territory. Just, you know, they're more commercial now, and that's there's no nothing wrong with that. Right, right. So tell us what uh, what your your typical pitch side experience when when you're in a supporters group is. <sighs> typical pitch side experience. You get there. You try to get there early, um, and either start drinking or uh, start singing, or both. Um, <clears throat> I would say you're standing the whole time. You're going to be making noise the whole time. Um, pay attention, I would say. Don't look at your phones while you're there. Uh, <laughs> watch the... Unless you're the designated live tweeter. <laughs> right, exactly. That could be a position. Uh, <laughs> um, waving flags, holding banners, um, doing TIFO before the, the game starts, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically just trying to have more fun than the rest of the people there. Where do you get your like songs? Where do you get the songs, the chants... A lot of it has come from uh, the internet so far. Um, people just make suggestions, and we run with it. Uh, we're gonna. We have a website. Uh, there's gonna be a songs and chants page on there pretty soon once we get it a little more filled out. We've got a few going here, um, but yeah, a lot of people just. You just you're just finding like finding songs or chants that are applicable, or are you taking ones that you that you like or that you know they're fun to sing, and you're kind of adjusting them for us. It's a little bit of both. You take songs of chance that have been done before and you just change the lyrics yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like change the lyrics to popular songs or stuff like that um, local music things like that sweet yeah. so what would you say would be your your philosophy for the the members of the citizens the philosophy um don't be a dick um maybe, maybe an asshole every now yeah, and then yeah I mean <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing you know don't be don't be a homophobic. Don't be racist. Don't, yeah. I mean, don't be hateful. Stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna be mean to people, but not at that level. You know, make fun of the way they play, but not you know the way they look. Stuff like that. Or their orientation, right. or yeah. race, or anything. It's like only that. like right. it's, there's like sportsmanlike heckling, right? Right. Where you're exactly. talking about the product on the field. Yes. You know, maybe some, their play. Yep, their play, their level of play, their maybe. sister, their fitness, yeah. <laughs> yeah, their sister, right? But it's like when you're getting into you know attacks that might. Based in society, or that could like something Donald Trump would say. (laughs) Right? Yeah. When 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 you're standing through the lacquer, just stop when you get to the natural surface. I think there's there's kind of a fine line that way between you know a supporters group and like hooliganism, right? Right. We don't want to. This is kind of the issue that they're 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 having, even like you know hooligan groups coming out in Europe, protesting other things and becoming politically active. It's like you know what? This is really about everything on the field. It's about it's about the soccer. We're not going to be political. As, as political as I get in real life, we're not going to do that. We're not going to be inciting violence, none of that kind of stuff. That's that's bullshit. So as a fan, maybe it's my first game, mm-hmm. to maybe my first Minneapolis City game, or maybe I've been to a few, but how do I how do I check out whether or not being a part of the Citizens is for me? Come stand with us. Just come over there and yeah. I don't know what section, I don't know what section we'll be in. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's part of people's complaints with us is that you know, we don't know anything about What's gonna happen once the season actually starts? We got, we got like eight weeks. We'll figure it out. Right. right? Yeah. Right. I mean, there'll be some bumps in the road. But right. <laughs> we'll we'll get to the point where it'll become commonplace every every single time we, uh, you know, we, we turn up there. Yeah. So that's that's the easiest way to do it is just to come stand with us and sing and you know, start start a song for us. You know, that's that's the best way to do so it. That, that that supporters group yep. credit. Exactly. I feel like if you're doing your job right, when you show up to a game, you know where the supporters group is sitting. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> you should. There will be banners and flags and all sorts of different stuff. Well, so. before we get into the the famous speed round here, uh, why don't you tell us a little more about how people can get a hold of you, how they can join, all the details that uh, that they need to know so they can become part of this. All right. Uh, there's t- two ways to get a hold of us on Twitter. One is through uh, the actual citizens Twitter page which is mpls citizens or at mpls citizens and one is through my personal uh twitter account which is at ddf baker which i don't you know you can tweet at me i don't care um <laughs> and then we've got a website which is uh the citizens sg.com you can sign up you can buy a membership or you can pre-order t-shirts there too so those are the main ways to get a hold of us perfect well we really appreciate you uh you checking us out? Are you are you ready for the uh, the speed round? I hope so. Do you need another you need another summit? Yeah, let me finish this one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you we'll get you loaded up here so you can get ready for the speed round. All so, right. 
Uh, I oh. assume you've listened to the podcast before. A few times, yeah. Um, and uh, I'm going to ask you ten questions. Okay. Please try to come up with the first answer that you can think of. <laughs> if you if you need a little bit. What if it's incriminating? If it's, I mean, that's part of the speed round. <laughs> Anything goes. The risk you take. Yeah, it's prison rules when it comes to the speed round here. <laughs> um, but if uh, if you have any questions, uh, you, you may you may ask me if you don't get the question. Right. Um, but I'm just gonna fire off here. So you mentioned it before. You are an elected board member for Minneapolis City. What's your first order of business as a board member? Uh, brings lot on to city. <laughs> Great. Uh, you also mentioned when we first met that you work for Parks and Rec's department. Andy Dwyer or Ron Swanson? Oh, Andy. Uh, Andy on the inside, Ron on the outside. Nice. <laughs> kind of like a. I can yeah. see that. He's got, it's kind of like a like an M M&M. and M. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. I scare yeah. people off, but once you get to know me, I'm puppy right. Dog. Uh, favorite non soccer team that you support? Uh, go for hockey. Go for hockey. Okay. Uh, you have a sweet beard. Favorite non Lincoln bearded man in history? <laughs> oh boy, that's a tough one. There's so many great great bearded men. Uh, I would say, oh, that's hard. Yeah, that's it's, hard it, one. it's the le- least likeliest one that gets you. <laughs> Seriously, I should have this. I should just know a bunch of bearded guys. Like uh, when we asked Will three Bradleys, he goes to Bradley University. I can name you probably ten Bradleys, right? Yeah, well, then you get bar- you get yeah. so, you know, get in your own head. Yeah, microphone exactly. light comes on, and <laughs> anyway, so, so favorite, favorite Ulysses favorite. S. Grant. I don't know. Nice. I would have also accepted James Garfield. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would have accepted curveball, Raleigh Fingers mustache. Oh, well, it's not really a you're beard. You're Milwaukee guys. Uh, it's a no- uh, I don't know. It's a lip beard. <laughs> <laughs> favorite summit, summit brew. Favorite flavor of summit. Ooh, winter ale. Winter ale. I have a little secret about winter ale. I'll tell you about later. Oh, it's made of people. Actually, I'll tell you it's about it now. Made people. No, no. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, if you if you let it sit until the summer, yeah. and then you use it to boil your brats, oh. it's absolutely spectacular. All right, all right. Pro tip. Uh, speaking of that, what's on your tailgate menu when you go to these city matches? Ooh, uh, I don't know. If, are we going to be tailgating? Uh, brats, hot dogs, burgers, uh, kielbasas, Ooh. corn. Corn. Yeah, I like that. Uh, what's your dream job? Dream job. Uh, let's say what Dan does. What Dan does. <laughs> Uh, his Dan's day job or Dan's night job? So Dan's job. night job. Dan's soccer job. <laughs> Dan's soccer job. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a coup. Would you rather have no knees or no elbows? What kind of question is that? <laughs> <laughs> no elbows. No, no elbows. elbows. All right. Yeah. Just really short arms. That's good. Um, I mean, you can get two different ways. You have really long arms that don't bend or really short arms. That's what I was thinking. Long arms. Um, what supporters group in, uh, in soccer, foreign or domestic, do you give props to for doing it the right way? <sighs> Uh, Dartman Yellow Wall. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, all right, last one. Bring it home s- strong here. Which nickname for Les Bernard Field, the home of Minneapolis City SC, this shum- summer do you prefer? The Barnyard, the Thunderdome, the Nard, or other, which you must tell us? I, feel, I have a feeling I'm going to be slurring a lot, so I'm probably going to be calling it the barnyard. The barnyard. So, I, I, that is, that that, that's acceptable because yeah. that was the first thing that we thought of when we heard it. Yeah. Was it, just you say it. Drunk and slurring. You say it fast <laughs> enough. Yeah. Drunk or sober. And, uh, <laughs> Bernard. Yeah. Barnyard. Yep. Barnyard. Strong genius. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us today. It was great. Um, everyone out there who wants to get uh, in touch with the supporters group can find you through the website, which again is... TheCitizensSG.com Or they can find you on Twitter at... MPLSCitizens Alright, great. Well, um, that's all we have for, for David today. We, uh, we're we going to get to Duncan. You're more than welcome to... I'll to, stick around. To stick yeah. around and, and use that beard for intimidation. <laughs> Make, stare him down. Stare him down. <laughs> um, but thank you again for coming in. It was great. Yeah, thank thanks, you guys. David. Thanks. All right, as promised, our next segment brings us Duncan Weirling. Hopefully I'm, I'm, uh, I am uh, properly pronouncing that. We'll find out soon. But uh, he is in studio with us. Duncan, please tell us what your last name is. Weirling. Weirling. I like that he just started laughing at you immediately. I know, I know how to pronounce your first name, so that's a good thing. But uh, un- much like every other player that came on, you got lost, but David somehow seemed to be able to find it. So it's okay. It's okay. You're here. You're here. <laughs> All right. He's a, he's a high school kid. It's yeah. hard, to, hard to navigate downtown Minneapolis. Thank you. Right, right. Well, if you follow the hand-drawn map. No, Siri looked out for me. I was 
All right, well, welcome, Duncan. Why don't you uh, dive in, tell us a little bit about yourself, your playing background, kind of what's going on with uh, with you these days. Uh, I've been playing soccer since I would probably be three, uh, and I was in the field till freshman year, and I was horrible. <laughs> um, got a lot of red cards. I think Tomba Johnson uh, from Minneapolis United said that I was the youngest kid he'd ever seen get a red card. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that's my claim to fame. But um, they're all that. Was it, was it two yellows or was it straight red? It was two yellows, but it oh. should have been straight red. It was like cleats in the air, like aggressive slide. Yeah, totally unnecessary. Did but, you get um, the ball first? No. Okay. I don't think I got the ball at all. <laughs> I like how blatant it is. Uh, no, I think I, I played with more intensity than my skill level um, would allow. I mean, it happens. Um, I mean, my next question was, when did you decide mine in the net was your thing? Obviously, it was that. But when did you take to it that you were like, this is my, my, this is my thing, and I'm going to really, really stick um, to it? It was kind of a weird turn of events. I, we tried out for Minnesota Thunder. Just, you know, my dad signed me up because we wanted That's to kind of give it a shot. Yeah. And I thought I would make the second team, maybe, if I was lucky. And somehow, I got selected to play in the first team. Uh, so... The blue team with Yosef. Okay. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he took a chance on me. And then at that point, we felt that we owed it to ourselves and him to see how far we could take it. So that uh, yeah, was just camps and double practices and doing as much as I could to make up for that deficit. Okay. A lot of weight room sessions. I can see you're I mean, swollen now. for an 18 year old. <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about how you got into the mix with, with us. You know, what was the courtship process? How did, how did it go down? <laughs> it was uh, pretty quick. Actually, I just got an email from Keith. I don't know. My name was dropped in the hat somewhere. Um, got an email saying, would you be interested in this? And of course, <laughs> there's no, I would never say no to an opportunity like this. Um, so that was it. And then I started showing up to practices and... Uh, Caught yeah. the fever. Yeah. The Minneapolis City fever. Yeah, I'm looking forward <laughs> to the season. Duncan, what are three things a goalie needs to do to be successful? Um, I think they need to be a little weird. <laughs> I mean, you're putting yourself in front of, uh, I don't know, just the whole mentality of it is different. Yeah. Um, you're kind of on an island. Uh, and then, so that's one, be weird. Um I guess don't really listen to what other people say because ultimately, you know, they will either blame you for it or, you know, not give you credit. But um, so just be on your island and be happy with that and play a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's just touches. I was yeah. going to say low hanging fruit, just stop the ball from going in the goal. Well, yeah, saves a save. It's, yep. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter how it pretty like. it is. Yep. yep. Stand on your head, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. That's interesting that you had this this uh, perspective that you are kind of on an island that you should kind of be yourself, right? Mm -hmm. How much of the job is ego or bravado? Because like, like you said, on the field, everyone's gunning for you. Yeah. Right? You've got 10 dudes coming at you as hard as they can uh, to try to make you fail. <laughs> yeah. Plus the one guy that's way on the other end. I think a little bit of it is, you know, fake it till you make it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the, the phrasing of that question. Yeah. Is... So like you have to believe that you can stop everything, right? And that's got to be tough in the face of like, you can't stop everything. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's every goal against is a learning opportunity. Um, but I think a lot of it is just fake it till you make it. So, you know, in these training sessions, uh, the guys are on average, you know, five to ten years older than me. Um, and I'm supposed to be the one yelling at them, telling them what to do, which is kind of weird. But um, What do you do? Like adopt like a character? Like is well, there, are you like WWE style? Like <laughs> when you get on the field, you're someone totally different? And then when you go back to the locker room, you're just like this nice guy. I mean, yeah, you just kind of just, I don't know, just don't take shit, I guess. I mean, if you, yeah, I feel like if you show weakness or something like that, they'll, you'll get torn apart. Mm -hmm. And then you lose confidence from your defenders. Well, I mean, I, I've been to these training sessions. And I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen your process. And I, I think that, um, you know, at your age group and, and playing with guys that are older, I think it's beneficial for you down the road that you're yeah. playing with these guys so that you can – you get used to marshalling a backline of people who may be older than you because no, for the I rest agree. of your your goalkeeping career, 
and there will probably be someone who is older than you or more experienced than you who is in front of you. Yeah. And you will only be able to show them through confidence and through ability of stopping the ball from going in the goal yeah. or it going in and saying, I could have saved that if you did X, Y, and Z, that it, it's only going to help your, your career. Yeah. No, I agree completely. It's, a, it's an awesome opportunity. Um, so what's the process like? So you're going to UCLA. What was, what, was the, what was the process like to uh, to get out to California and maybe tell us a little bit about who else was in the mix besides UCLA? Uh, that w- there was, I think, uh, it was a weird process. Started slow, um, and I really thankful to my dad for kind of getting me out to college camps and stuff because uh, Minnesota is a bit of a black hole when it comes to soccer. Cold here. Um, yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. No. So. I guess um, summer, sophomore year, I started going to college camps. Um, University of Michigan was the first college that really started to express interest. And then after that, it started to snowball a little bit. Um, And by the end, um, I was about to, I was actually a day or two away from committing to University of Virginia, who had just won the national championship that year. Um, And we hadn't really looked at the West Coast because uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure why we didn't look at the West Coast. Well, it's pretty far away from Minnesota. It's far away, um, but also, generally speaking, they have the talent already within, um, so it's harder to break in. It's year-round, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In California? Yeah. So where do you, uh, where do you see most, most of your teammates coming from? Are they kind of coming from that area? Yeah, or? a lot of them come in-state because um, they have the talent. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They don't need to look outside of California. <laughs> Um, but no, so I was two days away from committing to UVA and, um, I had mentioned something to my coach who's Jackson Mule's father, who's mm-hmm. there now as a freshman. Yeah. Uh, and I, he said something cause I woke up from my nap after school with a voicemail on my phone from Westwood saying, uh, don't make any decisions before you have a chance to come down and play in front of us and come on a visit. Uh, and I went down and I knew, I just knew, I don't know. Over. You went, you went over. Like it's down. It's down. It's definitely I mean, down. Yeah. I mean, down's like Check your Florida. Globe, son. Down's Florida. Down, it's California. Southern California. It's over. <laughs> Florida would be going over, too. Yeah. Can, we, can we agree it's both? It's a triangle. Can we, we, can we agree it's both? We're talking about a vector here. Um, <laughs> so then you went you went, you went, went down or over or whatever. We won't yeah. split hairs here. You went, you I went got on California. a plane. You got on a plane, and mm-hmm. it took you to California. And did you play in, like, a showcase there? Or was it uh, they had – it was weird. Just the timing worked kind of perfectly. Um, there was an ID camp thing that they were hosting for two days, so I got to play in front of them and get coached by them. And then uh, in that, I was also doing my visit um, mm-hmm. and then had a meeting afterwards, and they said take as much time as you need, but you can come – we have a spot for you, and we'd like you to. And that plane ride back, uh, yeah, just did pros and cons, kind of, and um, heart set on UCLA. So they they already kind of knew that they were, they would have offered you a scholarship as long as you didn't totally I'm, screw up. Or I I don't really know, um, and I'm glad I didn't find out. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. But yeah, it just worked out. It was the right fit for me, and I'm looking forward to that opportunity because it's. I think, you're, I think you're like Los Angeles. Yeah, so I you hope got the, so. You got the personality <laughs> yeah. for Los Angeles. Um, that that's awesome. You know, I mean, uh, the the recruiting process is different than it used to be. Like when I was in college, like where it was, you had to go to three. Your team, first mm-hmm. off, had to make it to a, one of three tournaments where college coaches would yeah. even go to, and you had to send like handwritten letters. And with with the process that you went through, it seemed like that would have never really been. You would have been at Virginia. For sure, you're like yeah. 75 years old though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 pushing 60 <laughs> in soccer years. My body feels 60, but I'm only in my 30s. There's a lot of that, John, from because the because soccer is so much more visible and there's so much more interest in it that it's easier to find recruits. Well, now there's just need more to, exposure. Like, you, yeah, they call you and say, "Hop on a plane and come to this camp." Whereas before it was like your team has to be good enough to make it here where all the coaches are going to be. Mm-hmm. And if not, you're going to have to work your ass off to get even the, noticed by a, a lesser team. Well, like I'm saying, like the competition between schools is, is greater. Yeah. So yeah. that the, the coaches have to actually get out there and find the guys. There's, a, there's more. Versus like, yeah, if you want to play soccer, you can come to me. Yeah. And there's, 
gone are like the like the godfathers or dons of soccer, like the Jerry Yeagleys at Indiana from way back in the day who won like just fistfuls of championships because everyone's like, oh, well, I'm going to go to camp at Indiana and they're going to see me. And then everyone went there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's different now. So that, that's that's great that you mean, you know, it sucks for Virginia. Yeah. Are they on your schedule no, at all? Yeah. You gonna... No, they're not. I don't think. Well, not um, yet. I think also a little bit, though, is just like beat by being in the academy. Like, mm-hmm. so the development academy system, um, that's somewhat of a funnel, too. So coaches know that that's right. where the talent's going to be. Yeah. Are you reading my notes? No, I'm not reading your the, notes. The next question says, now, tell me, now you told me about where you're going to play. Tell me where you're playing now. Like, tell me a little bit about <laughs> uh, your experience with MTA. Um, you know, when did you join? You talked a little bit about that. But um, what do you like most about the, the DA? And, and, I, and I'm not sure if you're, you know, but we kind of have like a, a handshake agreement as a, as a yeah. collaborative effort with them, with, with City. So tell us a little bit about your experience there and... No, for sure. I um, so yeah, freshman year, first year playing goalkeeper, uh, winter training, and the goalkeeper coach John Lowry kind of he talked to someone, and now I know Todd Herskovitz, who was the academy coach yeah. at the time, um, and he came and watched the session, and then after that point, they made me a DP, uh, so a developmental player. So I was given the opportunity to come to as many training sessions as I wanted to, mm-hmm. um, and sit on the bench at home games. If that was what was needed, and uh, I'm indebted to them for that because that was um, kind of my captain of industry moment where I just, okay, I'll just like show that. up. I like that. And I just kept showing up, and oh, I got murder. <laughs> but it was that, you know, it's the highest level, and you're playing, you, you know, you're looking up to older, bigger guys, and you get to learn from them, and slowly, you know, you start to make, you know, one good save, and then two good saves, and then you're playing with these guys, and then... Uh, you drop down to your age group, and it's just to, like taking off a weight vest, kind of. Right. Um, you're faster, you're stronger, yeah. quick, quicker to your corners. Yeah, and yeah. it's, um, so that, I think, is one of the biggest things for me about the academy, was that opportunity that it provided, but then also just the, um, I mean, the travel and the expectation that comes with it mm-hmm. is, like, you, I mean, so when I get to college, I'm not really worried about my time management ability and all of that, because I kind of done it right right because you've, uh, you've had such a demand with the, yeah. the academy well just make sure you get those grades can't play soccer let's get those yeah. grades no, i know right i'm working on it well they could always get those some people to get the grades for you See? yeah yeah i mean that's problem solving <laughs> i was i was trying to be democratic about it but yeah study hall means study hall if someone's there or not <laughs> No, seriously, kids, stay in school. Yeah, stay in school. Get get good grades, kids. Uh, what do you think so far of of your experience then with with Minneapolis City from kind of signing on and getting to know getting to know the guys? Now you're eventually going to start to get some looks because your contract with MTA will be up. Yeah, no, I uh, I'm actually looking forward to um, that preseason trial game kind of against the Des Moines Menace, and um, no, I've loved it. I've loved everything. Up to this point, for sure, it's been awesome. And then also seeing all these signings come through. Um, those first 10 guys are, uh, a lot of them come from that. I've played with them in the DA. So maybe when I was a DP, like Abdallah Ba. Oh, really? I played with Raheem Omar. I'm really, really good friends with. And there are uh, a bunch more that I know and have played with. So it's kind of a reunion of sorts. Sam Forsgren, yeah. He's, uh, he's a character. He is a monster on the ball. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Like, like a literal monster? Or well, like a figurative monster? <laughs> no, he is, you do not want to get in his way. That actually that actually goes on to what I was just about to ask you. Like, what of the new guys, or the guys that you've seen, who are you most excited to play with? Um, there are, so there are a lot of trialists still coming to training sessions, so I'm not really sure who's on the team and who's not. Um, the college guys aren't back yet, but like I said before, I'm looking forward to that reunion mm-hmm. and kind of getting to play with them again. Who have you seen looks to be probably the most dangerous in the attack? There, well, just because of I've played against him a lot in men's league before. Wex, uh, kind of small attacking mid, stocky, super super creative, and he just he turns it on sometimes, and that's <laughs> yeah. He's come up on the show a couple times. Yeah, Ben Wexler. Um, I, I do have a question about that. Have you know? I mean, you've been to training sessions where some of the college guys were back, yeah. as, and then before that, did you see that when the when the talent got uh, different types of talent got around Ben did his game raise up like he turned it into a different level and he was kind of just like 
I'm not saying going through the motions, but he was doing his thing. But then when he was around better players, it, it he took it to the next level. To, to yeah, I think so. I think that um, that's kind of Keith is in a really good position as the coach because he has there's so much diversity within the talent and the physicality. Like we have a lot of options in terms of how we want to play. Uh, so no, I <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Did uh, what was your this is. Going off script again here. Uh, <laughs> what was your uh, your thought process when when we played the, the the DA when we played MTA when you played against us? Was was were there any expectations going into that or or coming out of it? I know I got to see so once again I got to see a couple of my old friends Javi and Joni, yeah. um, and it's just it's always fun to play against those guys. It's scary to play against them, but I remember playing with them, mm -hmm. and so that was fun. And no, it was I was having a lot of fun until your guys outside back came all the way down the Did field that guy, and sniped right? <laughs> off the volley, upper ninety far post. He hit both, like the crossbar and the post. Um, no, it was it was a good game though. I, I don't know if I've seen that guy since, but all I know is that that happened. No, like, I saw him. He was at one of the trainings a few weeks ago, and he did the same thing on James, yeah. uh, but from half field. You know, it was a smaller side, but oh no, I don't think it was luck. <laughs> I just remember watching that and watching him make like a five-yard pass to the center back and then just take off. And then he ran past the forward, yep. past the outside outside winger, past the defender, and then the ball comes to him. He has kind of a dodgy, it weird touch. kind of hit his head and then his chest. And then off the bounce, he just ripped it. And, yeah, no, going through my head, I saw him running. I was like, he's not going to get to this ball. And then he gets to the ball. I said, okay, he's not going to trap it. He traps it. He's not going to put it up at <laughs> That's so strange because you can't... Nobody can remember who this guy is. Yeah, we've called... But he's like this phantom... Yeah, and like I, I, we call him like, like, like Hamilton Grant or something. And then last week at training, I asked a guy and he's like, that's not his name. He's just some it's phantom like some... fullback that like shows up at trainings and just dominates <laughs> for 90 minutes. And then, and then he dips walks out. away into yeah. the mist. Yeah. Well, it's, like, it's weird. It's like he has like two like unbelievable plays, a training session or a game. And like other than that, you know, he doesn't really he doesn't he doesn't make mistakes necessarily, but he doesn't stand out. He's very vanilla until the yeah. sprinkles wow, get dropped. Isn't it the moments of greatness that you want? <laughs> right. Uh, so Duncan, who speaking of, you know, kind of so you're the general out there. You're going to be kind of directing, you hopefully, know, what's going yeah. on in that back line. Hopefully, who have you seen that you're most excited to watch your back or I guess your your front if. Um, you know, whatever. Yeah, I guess the back, yeah, the backs like, the backs, the backs you know, don't. That's the parking behind the back. You got it. It's the, yeah. It's the yeah, ball. No, you most excited to have in front of you, kind of, kind of protecting. Uh, Raheem Omar for sure. I just because I go back really far with him, and um, he's a really really good friend of mine. We went to the same school together. Uh, and then where'd you go? Blake. Oh yeah, to Blake. Uh, currently. Currently. Still. Yeah. I'm where still, do you go? I'm gonna graduate soon. Mm, hopefully. Good luck. <laughs> Congra congratulations. <laughs> Knock on wood. Pretty, pretty, pretty happy for you. <laughs> yeah. Pre-congratulations. <laughs> um, Raheem Omar Abdallah-Bah, uh, this new AJ signing from UNH. AJ Albert. Yeah, I read his bot. He can play. I mean, that's I'm looking forward to him coming back. Well, he back. was out last Tuesday, or two Tuesdays, two Tuesdays ago. I don't think I was there for that. Oh, yeah, you weren't there. Yeah. And, I mean, I, immediately, I mean, I don't mean to ever speak about other players. Like, they, they can't hack it, but when he got out there after five minutes, it was like, this guy, this, yeah. Yeah. Here's a piece of paper with some chicken scratch <laughs> and an X, and you sign on this line here. Do that, and I think uh, he brings a, a, a wealth of experience, not only at the defensive end, but he can also marshal the middle. And yeah. Get forward. No, I think I think it, there's going to be a lot of continuity between our backs all the way through that spine because all these guys know each other, and you know they're about the same age, so the mm -hmm. chemistry is going to be pretty easy to um, kind of build quickly. I mean, I know it's going to be a quick preseason and everything right. with people coming out of college. At but like, like you said, it's guys that you've either played with in high school, yeah. played with in your, in your developmental leagues, whether it's St. Croix or MTA or Shattuck yeah. or whoever. You guys know each other for the yeah. most part. At least you're familiar and with each those, other. And um, then those all-star uh, men's league players that were, you know, like Bet, like Wax uh, or whoever else we decide to bring on, right. um, everyone knows them too just mm -hmm. because of how dominant they are in Minnesota's men's leagues. So it's... Uh, would you also... Would, I mean, would you would you say that um, that's a competitive advantage to some of the places we're going to play and people we're going to play against that, like, they might be bringing outside players? And, this is what I've been saying. Yeah. We've, yeah. We've, we've been kind of talking about it, but to me it seems like it's, it's a competitive advantage that 
regardless of the age group, because a lot of people on social media were saying things like, oh, these guys are they're too young, they're bringing all these high school players. It's like, well, technically, the only high school player we have after you graduate is Tyler, who's a developmental player who we yeah. know what his pathway is. Um, but, I mean, we have, from top to bottom, men's, men's league-type players, or I'll, I'll call them post-college players, all the way down to, to a high school player, all from the area, all know each other. Yeah, I think that chemistry is going to be good. I honestly am not sure what to expect necessarily out of our competition, but I know for a fact that uh, the environments that these college boys have been playing in and then myself and the other academy players uh, is the most competitive that we can attain, you know, while maintaining our eligibility and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's physical. So, like, Big Ten, Raheem, and these guys coming out of there. Sam. Uh, and Matt Gway. I mean, like, they're... The physicality, yeah, the physicality isn't going to be an issue. The maturity isn't going to be an issue. Um, and because we're young, we can take the hits and we can recover faster. And it's just, I think there are a lot of pluses, honestly. Um, and you can build from that team because it is the A lot of energy, season. too. Yeah. That's awesome. Mean, those trips, like, it's not easy to be on a bus for 12 hours and then get out. Whoa, whoa, bus? Or get to a field after 12 hours of transport. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Wow. <laughs> bus is here. Talk about the budget. Um, but so, no. <laughs> this last question might probably, it probably belongs in the speed round, but it, it didn't make the cut. How much? How much money would you once you once you once you signed with the pro team? How much money do you think you'd have to make in order to wear a Petrcheck helmet like all the time, <laughs> even to bed, even to bed, like all twenty four hours a day? But in bed, I mean, you're you're by yourself. And more like to work, to work, or like yeah, like on cool. dates, on dates. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the hard part. Yeah. Um, and this is as long as I'm playing. Yeah, I mean, it's your contract. Like, how much it's money would it take? Contract. To, mm -hmm. Um, even if I get injured? Well, especially if you get injured. Shit, okay. <laughs> it would have to be a very substantial amount. But what if you, like, um, busted your skull? Would you just, like, me, like... But you're walking around that? being no, like, yeah, no, I'm wearing Matt, a dumb helmet, but I'm making yeah. no, Matt, X million dollars. Yeah. Matthew Gway knocked me out, actually. Um, well, we'll talk to him about that. Took, took me straight there. to the... But, like, the, the helmet won't do anything for that. Yeah, it's like can you like you you have to do something really stupid to get kicked in the top of your head, you or, or hit a post. Is that what's up? Like Petrchek like, has like an infantile soft spot that he <laughs> yeah. Hit yeah, I don't know. What <laughs> it is. Might I be what it is. Something <laughs> happened like around this area. He's like him. the John Olerud of professional <laughs> <Yeah>. soccer. <laughs> oh, there's such a great Ricky Henderson comment about John Olerud. Very where he was listening. Duncan, you know who John Olerud is? No. He used to be a first baseman for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. He had to wear he his would, batting helmet all the time? He wore his batting helmet in the field because he had a brain injury. Blue Jays. Or for Blue Jays, sorry. And, uh, and he, uh, and then the Ricky, Ricky Henderson ended up playing in Toronto, and he's like, uh, he's like, so, he's like, oh, I used to play with a guy in, in another team who used to do the same thing. He goes, that was me. And he goes, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one guy in the history of anything baseball related to ever wore. No, anyways. Um, good story. Good story. <laughs> Look it up. All right. Back to soccer. It's speed round time. Uh, All right, let's do it. Speed round. Are you, do you want any more water? Do you need like... <coughs> oh, he's got it. Yeah, I was going to say, you just chugged two bottles of water? Nope. Second bottle. Here yep. we go. Yep. No. Okay, right, so let's do it. Let's here's do how it. the speed round works. I ask you ten questions. You give me the first answer that comes to your, your, uh, your, your, your mind. If uh, you have any questions about my questions, you may ask. Okay. Otherwise... We just take them one at a time, right? Yep. Well, I don't like... I, how could I possibly throw ten different questions at you yeah. at the same time? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm that good, but no, you get one at a time. Don't be nervous. Okay. Are you Too ready? Late. Let's do it. UCLA stands for University of California, Los Angeles. Give me an acronym for UCLA other than that. For example, Uncle Charlie loves apples. Or like undulating cephalopods lurk always. <laughs> you took both of mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Speed round's tough, man. No, it, gets, it gets the best I just of need a first word that starts with you. Um, unbelievably charming... <laughs> L.A. <laughs> um, God. 
No, I can't. I need an L word. Think about it. We'll come back Think to it. We'll come back. We'll come back. Unbelievably charming, loving, attractive. There we go. Yes. There you go. Yes. There we go. Good work. Got All it. right. Are shin guards the only type of athletic sports protection you wear? Yes. <laughs> Who's your favorite goalkeeper? Uh, Neuer. Neuer. Mm. Uh, favorite superhero or action star? Do minions count from like Despicable Me? Because that would be mine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not what I was thinking. But it's outside the box. Yeah. Yep. It works. Like you said, goalkeepers are weird. A little weird on an island. Yep. yep. Uh, who has bigger hands, you or Donald Trump? Oh, my fingers are so much bigger than his. <laughs> uh, what's been your worst your worst injury? Um, I broke my collarbone learning how to skate. What, what's your, been your worst soccer injury? <laughs> <laughs> Tore my meniscus. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've broken a lot of things. But what was the most impactful injury you it's had? It's like it all means nothing to him. Yeah, it's like, whatever, like, whatever, yeah. whatever. I'm building a million. Broke some stuff, tore some stuff. <laughs> yeah, just... You recover, you come back. It, it is what it is. Um, I guess this, yeah, no, this year I broke my thumb, and then a week after I got cleared, I broke my, sh- shattered my pinky. So Ooh. I was out uh, for a total of, like, six months. But then, like, my feet got a lot better, so it's kind of a blessing in disguise. So there okay. was no, there are no bad injuries. No. Mm. Just Silver opportunities. Silver Just lining. opportunities, I like that. John. I like that. I like that. If you could eat <laughs> one condiment with on every food you ate for the rest of your life, what it would it be? Old Bay. Old oh, Bay. I like that. I like that. Weird one. Uh, what's your? <laughs> it's, <yeah>. it's a classic. <laughs> what the hell? Old Bay and vanilla ice cream. Yep. What? <laughs> I think it could be done. Yeah. Um, uh, best soccer moment um, of all time. Of all time. Committing. Yeah. Committing. Yeah. Los Angeles. Committing, committing UCLA. And we'll get back to UCLA in a bit. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, cheerleaders or dance team? Cheerleaders? They're both crazy. You have to pick, have to pick one. <laughs> no. Uh, cheerleaders. Why? Uh, they wear less. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you join the circus, what would you perform? Please don't say oral. <laughs> um, juggling. Juggling. Feet, hands? No, I can't do it. Feet. Feet? Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going to give you one more shot at the old UCLA. Oh, no, he got it. He got it. No, we're going to give him one more shot. It was. Oh. It took a little while. So now. So you said uh, something, something, something. Unbelievably charming. Loving, attractive. Yeah, loving, attractive. Okay, yep. So another one. Now? Yeah. Um, why don't you do one? I did. Uncle Charlie loves no, apples. yours was written down, though. <laughs> I think uh, you got it. I think that's a great job. I've got. I'm gonna, <laughs> no, I, no, I, no. I You're on the hot seat now. I could. I could. Um, Turn the tables. Just don't uh, take longer than I did because. Um, yep. Us can let <laughs> arenas. You're a miserable failure. That was yeah. horrible. <laughs> so I started. I came out hot with Uncle Charlie loves apples. Yeah, that's all you got. Yeah. I, Duncan, I'm gonna leave you. We're gonna go. We're gonna leave with one. One thing, and this is a gift for you when you go to UCLA. It's a Yo Mama joke you can tell everyone at UCLA. Oh, okay. So it's like, this, this is a guy, one of the guys I went to college with, <laughs> got, used to drink like bottles of Jägermeister at a time. And one night he told me this, this Yo Mama joke, and he said, I saw Yo Mama walking down the street, and she had a UCLA sweatshirt on. And I said, I didn't know you went to college. And she said, I didn't. My name is Ukla. That's your, that's, your, that's your UCLA your mama joke. You're welcome. Duncan Whirling, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Duncan, thank you so much for making in today. Yeah. Uh, hope you had a good time. Looking forward to, to seeing you uh, mind the net for, for City yeah. in, the, in the future here. And uh, enjoy Ukla or whatever. Can you spell it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> spell it? Uh, but thank you very much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I'm looking forward to it. So are we, man. In those pink jerseys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Away. We're making a statement. Yeah. Uh, well, that'll, that'll, we'll get to that. All right. Well, next week uh, next week on the podcast, we, we're going to have another interview maybe. Uh, perhaps some staff since we've been getting all these players on. Um, but, you know, why don't you tell us what you, what you think, who you want to have on who the show. What do you want to hear about? Uh, but please keep it attainable, even though I've got Quincy on speed dial. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
I'm sure he's got nothing better to do. Well, he, he, he realizes that winning tomorrow is important. Yeah, but after tomorrow, he's going to have all the time in the world. I'll tell yeah. you what. Uh, <laughs> but there's always going to be something that pops up. We're just going to fit it in. You're going to love it. Trust us. You always do. Uh, don't miss the action. Uh, MCSC is going to be around town. We've, we're going to be at the Nomad on Saturday watching, uh, watching the Spurs with some players, with some uh, MCSC players. We're going to be at the local for the Arsenal match where I, I'm going to be. So come down, meet the guys, meet me. I love, I love me some, some gunners. Uh, but finally, scarves are in. I got some. Uh, $15 pre-sale until uh, the 31st. So go to our website for more, more details. And uh, I'm pretty pumped. I got, I got my scarf. I got my ladies' scarf. We're gonna be looking good out of the town. It's the same scarf. It's not like a female version of a scarf. They're, they're no, unisex. It's, it's one scarf for me, one scarf for the lady. Yeah, yeah. We so don't discriminate on our scarf. We match. Name. We match. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, Summit. Summit, the official craft beer sponsor of the People's Pitch. They're celebrating their 30th anniversary this year. So stop down. Stop down this Thursday if you're at all interested in fly fishing. Uh, they're going to be hosting a fly tying and craft beer event from 4 to 8. So, uh, I don't know. For more information, run your river on through to summitbrewing.com slash happenings. I, I bet it's going to be rough. details. It's just a ruckus. <laughs> it's the most rowdy crowd someone ever seen. The, uh, the old fly fishing tires. <laughs> but feel free to hit us up. Hit us, hit us up with any questions, comments, concerns, topics you want us to cover at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet at us at MPLSCitySC. Uh, you can tweet at me, at Mexinate. You can tweet at John, at Johnny Business. Two N's, two Z's, two S's. Uh, the closing song is a little bit different this week in honor of the passing of the late, great MC Fife from Tribe. John and I love them, so we're going to leave you with youthful expression. Please don't sue us. Yep. See you, see you people. Peace. Bye. and eccentric body's healthy mind is wealthy plus they flow that will propel me to be a native get creative original and designative listen to a line that's playing listen hard to what q's saying politicians are magicians make your vote they hope they're wishing ambiguous words senseless verbs they all amount to crap that's heard violent hip-hop money flip-flops promoters won't book but it still rocks I'm a Zulu, yes a true blue, red alert is with the poo-poo, ozone layer, loses flavor, is the edge that you will savor. Like Juan Kenobi, forces teaching, beats are screeching, poly plateaus, we aim for reaching, tribalization, freaks the nation, a mass of peers in celebration. Hope's been real high since the knee high, days of youth, feeling good and real. Sp-
try epic combos hear those bongos boom kakaboom that's how they go we ain't nomads but we real glad hip-hop slams through the 90s no fat as a rhythm have been given hurry up or come we breaking out out the rhythmic instinction to be able to travel beyond existing forces of life basically that's tribal and if you want to get the rhythm then you have to join a tribe word peace 